Welcome to the Fact Checker Podcast. I'm Molly Duffy. I cover education for the Gazette, and I'm on our Fact Checker team. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. Uh, my name's Michaela. I'm the healthcare reporter for the Gazette and also on the Fact Checker team. And also COVID-19 reporter. Hashtag. Extraordinaire. Hashtag. <laughs> um, Brian Morelli. I'm the uh, Cedar Rapids City Hall reporter. And I'm Erin Jordan, the Gazette's investigative reporter. So our check this week is um, a statement from Iowa Senator Joni Ernst, um, actually about um, our nation's capacity to respond to the coronavirus uh, epidemic now, or pandemic, I don't know what we're calling it. It is pandemic now, and it's weird how everything relates back to COVID-19 nowadays. everything. Um, So... This was a statement that um, Senator Ernst made in Coralville on February 28th. Um, She was speaking to one of our reporters, James Lynch, and said, quote, if you go back and actually look at CDC and NIH funding, we as Congress actually increased NIH funding over the past number of years. Um, So one of our readers actually pointed this out to us and asked us to fact check this. My guess is that she did that because um, presidential candidate uh, Joe Biden and now former presidential candidate Mike Bloomberg um, was claiming the opposite during uh, the Democratic uh, presidential debates. So for this check, um, I reached out to Senator Ernst's um, Senate office and they directed us to the appropriations bill that she supported um, back in December, as well as a... um, a fact check from the Associated Press um, that looked into the conflicting claims from Biden and Bloomberg. Um, and so ultimately, um, I kind of came to the conclusion that she is correct that um, Congress has increased funding for both the National Institutes of Health and the Centers for Disease Control and Detection. Um, my guess is that the confusion is coming because um, President Trump has um, asked for funding cuts to both of those agencies, but Congress has basically ignored those requests and increased them anyway. Um, so yeah, I landed on an A for her, but I'd love to, um, hear your guys' thoughts. I have some questions first. Um, so one thing is, uh, so she says, uh, you know, if you look at CDC and NIH funding, uh, if you go back and look at CDC and then NIH funding, Congress actually increased NIH funding. She doesn't really address CDC. So I just wonder, do we know, does NIH fund CDC or what's the relationship between the two? So there's funded separately. My guess is that um, Ernst just sort of misspoke and meant to say we increased both. Um, ultimately, Congress did increase both, um, you know, kind of uh, – pots of money there um so yeah i think even if we narrowed it to increased nih funding it would still be true okay and the um to clarify too joe biden and mike bloomberg statements were saying that nih and cdc specifically their funding had decreased or their um their statements were let me pull up the ap fact check um So Bloomberg had said um, he's defunded Centers for Disease Control, so we don't have the organization we need. Um, That was on a debate, uh, the debate towards the end of February. 
And then Joe Biden said that the Obama administration had increased NIH's budget and that Trump has, quote, wiped that all out. He cut the funding for the entire effort. Um, and the AP's verdict on that was uh, pretty blunt. They said they're both wrong to say that agencies have seen their money cut. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, uh, just for extra clarity and context, if it, if it would be worth including just a little bit of what those two had said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It is interesting to me that they would say that when it's pretty clear, just looking at the budgets, that funding did decrease. So it seems like they were just looking at it from the sense that Don- President Donald Trump said that he would like to decrease it. But even then, it's not true. Yeah, I think it's sort of one of those things where... I feel like the talking point that they were given was like, say that he tried to defund the CDC Hmm. and somehow that has the candidates have turned it into he defunded CDC, which is not true. Mm -hmm. He did try. But at the end of the day, um, especially when we're talking about um, our capacity to respond to public health crises, they're they're not dealing with less Mm -hmm. resources there. Right. And especially when you look at. Uh, Senator Joni Ernst, who is a member of Congress who ultimately ignored uh, President Trump's directive to defund these agencies. Um, Correct. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I thought it might be worth looking at um, is how the appropriation that was made compared to maybe what the agencies requested. Mm-hmm. Um, if they said they needed X amount of dollars to you know, deal with emerging problems or things like that and they got a lesser amount, that might be worthwhile to note. Um, And then I also sometimes wonder about, and Molly, I'm sure you think of this a lot with the education appropriations in the state. Yeah, the number of dollars is higher, but when you factor in inflation and things like that, it, it can change the picture. And I just wondered if those are things that might be of value to include. Okay, I can look into those. Would that... I mean, if it turns out um, that Congress didn't meet, you know, whatever level of funding they're requesting, is that something that you think would impact our conclusion? I don't know. I don't know that it necessarily would change it from an A because, you know, we try to really look at exactly what they're saying um, and, you know, kind of look at if they're leaving out vital context. And I'm not sure that context would be vital, but I think that it's, it might be important for us to include in the check. Okay. Yeah, I will. Um, I'll figure that information out and add it. I I would agree that that would be good to include, just for context. But you know, when people are asking for money, you know, you don't ask for less than you think you need. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so even if you know, say they asked for, um, you know, eight billion and they got six point four billion. Um, you know, sometimes people make a, a – it's almost like a negotiation, you know, like here's what yeah. we need and, mm. and you kind of overstate it a little bit. So I think it's good context, but also, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily uh, – you know, it shouldn't necessarily be counted against uh, Senator Ernst. Yeah. Um, especially, okay. No, I, I agree. I just think that if we don't include that, I think that that's going to be something readers are going to wonder about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. On, on the idea of – uh, like inflation, I think that's good too. I wonder if like Kaiser Health or there's some like organization that maybe has kind of looked into this before. Yeah, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's um, 
somebody somewhere who's who's thought about this and looked into this. Okay. Um, I will say, um, f- according to the Senate Appropriations Committee, um, at least for the National Institutes of Health, the they received a $2.6 billion increase this year. Um, and they called out a statistic that um, since fiscal year 16, the NIH's funding has increased by 38.6%, um, which is much more than inflation. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'll round that out and add it to the check, and um, I'm not sure of those exact numbers for the CDC, so I'll figure that out too. Okay, good. One other thing that had uh, just made a note to ask about, but as I am reading it a second time, I I think it made sense, but on that uh, last paragraph where you talk about NIH's overall funding hasn't decreased year to year since 2013. I was, I, I just, for whatever reason, I was having a, uh, it didn't make sense to me on the first time, but I think what you're saying is in, in 2012, maybe the, the budget was 507 billion and then 2013, it was 4.81 billion. Right. Okay. Yeah. That is a little bit unclear. Okay. I will I'll rework that a little bit. I like how you um, I like how you have some specific examples of what the increased funding went into. You list HIV prevention, um, uh, global health security, suicide prevention, new research facility. I just like those examples because sometimes it's hard with these big appropriations to know what actually that's paying for. Thanks. Yeah. Do you know um, what the CDC, uh, did you look at um, previous year fundings for CDC? Do you know if that? Um, I do not have that um, right now. The NIH, um, for whatever reason, presents their total budgets really uh, clearly on their website and that um, I have not been able to hack that on the CDC's website, but I will do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's essential since she doesn't, you know, she specifically targets NIH um, that, you know, that Congress actually has increased NIH funding over the past number of years and she doesn't specify CDC. Um, So if, if we can't find that, I don't think it's, you know, a vital fact, but if it's easy to find, I think it would be good to include that too. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I also had another thought, given that this was about, um, you know, our capacity to address the the coronavirus crisis, as as Joni Ernst uh, described it. Um, I'm wondering if it'd be worth just including a line of how much funding, I know this is changing every day and it's really kind of hard to nail down, but how much funding CDC and NIH has directed toward that to date. Um, that might be a little bit off what we're talking about here, but I'm, I'm just kind of interested for that context and maybe our readers are too. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I think, um, the specific line that we're checking for her is, is really cut and dry. Um, but sort of the larger point that she's making is that like everything's going to be okay. And our public health agencies are totally ready to respond to this. And, right. um, and we have the funding to put behind this and yeah. Uh, And that obviously remains to be seen and is a huge question mark right now. Right. As you know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, along those lines, I mean, do you think it might be um, valuable just to even have a line in there kind of explaining? And I know it's it's in constant flux, but if someone's been living under a rock and they don't know what this crisis is 
looking like? I mean, do you think it might be worthwhile to include a little bit there? Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll add some context, um, just sort of around why we're even um, talking about COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and especially, yeah, especially end of February, it was a, certainly a different situation than what we're facing mid-March. I know, it's kind of wild to think, yeah. like, how we all felt about coronavirus on February 28th versus, versus, versus like, March 12th. I know, I know, <laughs> it's wild. And honestly, probably if you ask Joni Ernst the same question, I wonder if her answer will be the same. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she'd still be right that we increased funding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And on that note, I would tell, I would say that I agree with this grade. Um, just looking at this, you know, just her line, if you look back, we've increased funding for CDC and NIH. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we should give her an A for that. Ditto. I agree, I agree as well. Okay, great. Well, well thank you guys for the feedback. I know that was kind of um, cut and dry as far as <laughs> the, the grade goes, but she was um, she was right. Well, nice nice work on this. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a healthcare reporter, um, so. <laughs> well, this was more of kind of a my budget. hat comes off to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was more of a budget story anyway, or a yeah. budget fact check. Yeah. Um, do we have a a check? sort of in the hopper for next week or what are we thinking for next week so i reached out to craig johnson about um a claim he made in a newsletter i have not heard back um and so you I mean the iowa senator right craig I, johnson? iowa senator craig johnson okay. yeah um i was gonna see if i could pull it up real quickly um he said um Recently, awards for non-economic damages in Iowa have been higher than ever before. So I think that's something we could check. And then the statement continues that huge awards for non-economic damages threaten the viability of rural health care in parts of Iowa because a big award is much easier to manage for a large hospital in Des Moines than for a community hospital in Iowa's smaller cities. Um, So I think the first part we could check the other part it might be more context but it's a little bit subjective um so but i have not heard back from him with uh sourcing um so i'm not sure if we're going to be able to pull that together for next week so if he's listening to this fact check maybe senator johnson (laughs) yeah um get on the horn and give you some sourcing just Just ring me up (laughs) i just wanted to um I think he's talking about, like, medical malpractice lawsuits. Isn't that your sense of it? Yeah, that that was my sense. Yeah, that's actually becoming a pretty big conversation, from my understanding here in Iowa, whether or not Iowa's malpractice suits are, you know, too stringent, too loose. Like, does this hurt the local community hospital? Does it not? Yeah, that's – I'll be really interesting to, interested to see what you find out about that. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, you know – information like kind of supporting information to kind of to to kind of flesh it out that would could be interesting so brian it seems like we could perhaps pursue that one even if we don't hear back just because if he's noting specific legislation at the state house that might provide some clarity yes yes we we certainly could um i don't know that i would be able to because i'm supposed to be out next week but we'll see if my plans get canceled due to coronavirus yeah where are you supposed to go i am supposed to go canoeing on the rio grande oh yeah that's right so yeah so hopefully y'all see me again (laughs) i don't just keep floating down the the rio great oh man (laughs) (laughs) so but and yeah otherwise i don't know that i would even have um 
have a service to call in from the from a sandbar on the river. I'd like to see. I'd like to see you try, though. Honestly, <laughs> just like hear the waves lapping in the background. I'll, I'll see if I can get a sat phone or something. <laughs> well, Brian, um, I I can I can pick up the Johnson one. It's um, I, I wasn't thinking, wasn't make, connecting the dots between your your trip and this fact check, but uh, yeah, I can I can pick that up unless your trip gets canceled, and then I'll let you take it yes that sounds like a good plan and i appreciate that sorry to to dump that on you no no problem we could all take a spring break also yeah as a a third option actually (laughs) we could all go on your trip there's extra seats in the van so (laughs) (laughs) just need somebody here to hit record and (laughs) all right well um i think that does it for this week's fact checker podcast um thanks for tuning in um i'm molly duffy I'm Michaela Ram. Brian Morelli. Aaron Jordan. We um, are edited by Craig Jamulis. Um, We are recording here at the Gazette Podcast Studios. Um, We're being produced by Josh Libichuk. Um, Our theme music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. And thanks for fact-checking us out. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) Bye.